Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about our newest movie, Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar? I am, because after all, we are the watchers of movies. Not that we were gone or anything, but, you know, now we're we're back. But now we're actually, like, video chatting. Yeah. Which is, or, is almost surreal. (laughs) Like, it's... (laughs) Surreal? Like, it's like, (laughs) I don't know. It's just weird. Like, because we hardly ever video chat. I think this is the first time we've ever done it other than with, you know, our other friend. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we did do a Zoom, a couple Zoom hangouts with samantha yeah not me another samantha there's more yeah. than one <laughs> another samantha yeah, yeah. <laughs> more than one samantha yep um do you ever get excited so when you meet other now Lauren? we're just no no i, <laughs> I never get, get excited. excited when i meet other lawrence i <laughs> i'm always like oh god your name's lauren too i mean really <laughs> when i was a kid when I was a kid, I didn't know any Samanthas, and it was really hard to find things. Like, you know how you could get, like, pencils with your name on them and everything? It was really hard to find pencils yeah. that said Samantha. But I, I will say, when I worked at the theater, um, I was the only Samantha. And one time, a guy named Sam got hired, and I was like, uh, there can't be any yeah. other Sams here. And through mysterious circumstances, <laughs> he broke his ankle and could never start. <laughs> so... Oh, wow. Mysterious <laughs> circumstances. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> no, I always get excited when I meet yeah. people named Samantha. <laughs> I don't. And I think it's because I graduated with like four or five Laurens. So oh, okay. it was like, I'm just like another Lauren. Yeah. Like, so whenever I meet another Lauren, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry that your name is so lame like mine. Oh. <laughs> I like Lauren. Lauren's a nice name. Uh, uh, it's okay. Um, it's not my favorite. I kind of wish my my parents had named me something else, you know. Because like my, my sister has a pretty unique name. Oh, <laughs> Like, yeah. my sister, you know. Yeah. Shelby is a pretty unique name, but I always felt that Lauren was like, eh, just another, it's like, I don't know. Oh, see, when I was just little, another. I... I kind of wanted a more Mediocre common name. name. Yeah. I think Lauren really? is a pretty name. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we were talking about our mini topics today. Oh, shit. I had, I wrote mine down on my phone. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. I think just... Okay. Let me look up my list. So for the mini topic, I was thinking about... Um, specific specific actors who I thought were perfect for specific roles, like a role they were born to play. And uh, the yeah. reason I thought of this is because I think most roles in most movies you could kind of recast, you know. I mean, most yeah, roles sure. in most movies you're like, yeah, the person who did it did a really good job. But if you wanted to, like, play a game of recasting, you could – but these roles that I'm talking about yeah. are, like, definitive. I don't think anyone else could play this role, and it, it wouldn't be as good if anyone else played it. And so my examples, um, 
I have two main ones, and one of them is Bob Odenkirk as Saul Goodman in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I think he's perfect. I don't mm-hmm. think that role could have gone to anybody else. And I'd seen Bob Odenkirk before Breaking Bad in Mr. Show, which was like an HBO sketch comedy show. And he was funny. He's really good. But I, there's something about Saul Goodman where he just like comes alive. And I think it was just, it was like the role he was born to play, basically. And I think on paper, the show Better Call Saul shouldn't be as successful as it is because it's like a spinoff of an awesome show. Like Breaking Bad is probably the, the right. one of the best dramas ever written. And I think um, for Better Call Saul, obviously the writing plays a part. Like it's just a really well-made, well-written show. But I think because he's just so good as Saul that you're captivated. And so this this sequel or, or spinoff, I guess, is very successful because of that. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's the role he was born to play. And I feel the same way about Steve Carell as Michael Scott. I think no one could play that yeah. role as good as he could. No one could give it the same like amount of like foolishness and heart. And like you want to be mm-hmm. his friend, but he's still kind of an imbecile sometimes. And he's just perfect. He's so good in the role. And it's, it's amazing. And fun fact, Bob Odenkirk was in the final running to play Michael Scott. Um, and he sort of, yeah, and later on in the office, he comes back in an episode playing a boss in a, an office where one of the characters, Pam, applies to work, and he's a lot like Michael Scott in that office, so it's kind of a funny, like, oh, this is what it could have been, but even still, I don't think Bob Odenkirk could not have played it as well, I don't think it would have been as good, even though he's very talented, I just think Steve Carell is so perfect, and um, a third one, also, I think uh, Ricky Gervais as David Brent in The British Office. I don't think that version could have been played by anyone else but Ricky Gervais. And I I think, I'm pretty oh, sure... Oh, so they're not the same character. No, it's... I mean, it's... They're not... No, okay. For some reason, I thought they were both Michael Scott. I don't... No, but, but I mean, it's the same idea. The, the, the overarching idea is the same. You know, the boss is kind of a doofus. Um, but he's played quite differently in the British the British version as opposed to the American version. And if you listen to the Office Ladies podcast, they kind of, in, in some of their earlier episodes, they kind of talk about how Ricky Gervais was giving them pointers. And he was like, certain things you can get away with in England and British comedies with the boss acting a certain way that you won't be able to do with an American audience. And so those are really interesting uh, comparisons. Like, you can make the boss just a total imbecile in... Britain and people will will like it they'll be okay with it but in America you have to show the boss having some expertise every once in a while so it's just interesting but I think right um yeah David Brent Ricky Gervais is David Brent no one else I don't think could play it as good either so those are my three I only have three that I that I could think of so oh you have three okay yeah. I have okay. five um hold on let me get them real quick so my five are Julie Andrews as Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think that anyone else could have played her. I agree. I, I agree. think, and I know I know other people have played this character, but Heath Ledger was so good as the Joker that, like, to me, there's nobody else. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, you just, he was just perfect in that role. Um, I also have... 
Audrey, oh no, Brad Pitt as Tyler Durden. Oh, that's a good I one. I think he was perfect in that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Audrey Hepburn as Holly Golightly in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. I That actually, and that went through my one, mind when I was thinking about this. I thought of her as well. Really? Yeah. I love it. And also, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. And I know oh, that other people one. are probably going to play him, but I think he's awesome as that character. No, I agree. I, I can't, like... I think anyone else who comes second is just going to be, like, exactly that. They're just going to be second best. They're not going to be that good. You yeah. Know? No, I agree. I think um, that's they're, his they're talking about for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they're talking about casting Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine. Oh, really? Which actually, well, actually it suits the character more because in the comics, Wolverine is, like, five foot four. Yeah. Like, he's tiny. He's like a tiny, built little machine. Yeah, but um, I think, like, just because you get I the physical also... right doesn't mean, like, he embodies the character, you know? Right. No, and I totally agree. It's, it's, I mean, I in general think you could probably recast Harry Potter, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, as much as I love Harry Potter, I don't really think, there's certain characters that I think, like, Alan Rickman playing Snape is perfect. Even though Snape, he's, like, totally the wrong age for the character because the character's supposed to be, like, 30. <laughs> but, and he's, like, in his 50s when they made the movie or whatever. Um, but, you know, like, him, like, Alan Rickman is just so good. You can't have anyone else play Snape other than Alan Rickman, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people, like, do, like, on, like, Tumblr, like, cast younger people and they usually cast the guy that plays Kylo Ren in Star oh, Wars. Yeah, Adam Driver. Um, what's his name? Adam Driver. Yeah, and I'm like, no, uh-uh. I don't. I don't think he could do that. I don't think he's. I think he's. I don't think he's not a talented actor. I just don't think he could play that role. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like Adam Driver. Those are my five. Those are good. I thought of Holly Golightly as well. When I was, because I was running through my head things, you know, and I thought, that's a good, that's a really good example. Um, Those are good. This, it's fun. It's fun to think about. It's fun to think about recasting things, but it's also fun to think about roles that just can't be recast, you know. And I don't think, I don't think I totally. Daniel Radcliffe would really have to impress me for me to think he would be good as a Wolverine (laughs) replacement. I don't know. Same. Yeah. Honestly, no, I, I totally get it. Like, it's like, I mean, I feel okay. that, I feel that you know, way about Robert Pattinson of... as Batman as well. I just like, yeah, I think he's too broody. It's way too broody, which I know sounds weird because Batman is I... dark, but he's just too, he has to be a playboy, you know, and I don't buy Robert Pattinson right. as a playboy. You know, actually I have to say, I'm going to add on, I think Christian Bale made the best Batman. And obviously really other good. people yeah. have played Batman. Mm-hmm. But I think my favorite is Christian Bale. Yeah. Although I have to say, I do like Ben Affleck as Batman. I, listen, and, I, I've been saying, <laughs> I, I agree that I think Christian Bale is the best Batman. But I think Ben Affleck is, I thought he was a really good Batman. He just suffered from terrible direction in a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, big time, big time. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I thought it was weird that they cast Robert Pattinson as Batman anyway, because I was like, okay, 
I mean, he, that guy is going to struggle for the rest of his life to get out of that Edward Cullen, um, you know, yeah. thing. But, oh, um, I did have a kind of recommendation. It's, um, it's leaving Hulu soon, but I just watched Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, yeah? <laughs> with, Jim, with Jim Carrey and, um, and a very handsome and a very young Jeff Goldblum. Really? And, um, yeah, it's from 1989, so I was two years old when this movie came out. It's super cheesy. It's a little sexist because it's 1989, <laughs> but it's really cute. I've never seen <laughs> it's it. Like, oh my god, it was so fun. Um, and a young Jeff Goldblum. I mean, ugh, girl. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, hey. Um, but um, I don't know when they're taking it off. But I was looking through my list, and they were like expiring soon. And I was oh, like, shit, okay. I want to watch this movie, so I better watch it now. And um, I ended up watching that one, and then I watched. I also watched Vegas Vacation. Oh yeah. And I had never seen the yeah National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. I'd never seen any of the like National Lampoon Vacation movies, so oh, that was really? kind of the first one. Jeez. But I don't. I think I'd want to see Christmas Vacation just because it's such a classic. But I don't think I want to see any of the other ones. I was like, you should watch Vacation okay. when and, they go to Wally World, the one that started it all. Oh, I started watching it. It's with a, a very tiny um, Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the same roles later played by Ethan Embry, and for some reason I'm on like an Ethan Embry accidental binge, yeah. binge right now because he's popping up everywhere. Yeah, he was in Vegas. Yeah, he's in Vegas vacation. Then I texted Sam again, and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm watching Once Upon a Time, and Ethan Embry's in this." She's like, "What? Are you serious?" And I was like, "Yeah." It just keeps popping up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's I'm just and it's all in, accidental. Yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't in the movie we watched for this week. <laughs> right? I mean, Michael Vartan was. That was like yeah, I saw that. Field. Like I very that young. He that. Yeah, he was very young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's my recommendations. Um, they're fun. They're nothing special, but you know, I mean, Earth Girls Are Easy is pretty cute. It's, it's cute. It's fun. You know, Gina Davis is in it and I love her. Yeah. So did you know her and Jeff Goldblum had a relationship for a while in the eighties or not? I did not know that, but they were love interests. Mm. They were love interests in that movie. So maybe that's how they met. She was in Transylvania 6500, which Mike gave a negative review on when he was a guest on our show but oh yeah her and jeff goldblum were in that oh, together yeah, as well yeah. yeah oh okay all right yeah so, yeah oh maybe i wonder when that one came out yeah so i think it, it was in the 80s that's what i gotta say yeah so yeah, this was the probably. i had kind of an amusing story about tu wong fu i'd never seen i'd never seen okay any trailer or anything for it. I'd seen like the movie case before at Blockbuster when I was a kid, you know, but, um, I have a very clear memory of being in fourth grade. And one of my friends in fourth grade was talking about the movie. And I said, what movie is that? And she is the one who, well, at the time she called it cross-dressing, but she's the one who informed me on what a cross-dresser was. And it like blew my mind. I'd never, (laughs) I never really heard of one or knew what that was before. So that's when I, uh-huh. was introduced to 
like drag queens and cross-dressing. I didn't ever watch the movie, but that's just when she told me, she's like, it's when men dress up as women. And I was like, oh, that's a thing? People do that? You know? So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I don't know when I realized that was a thing, but um, I can't tell you any specific memories on it. It was kind of, I think for me, it was more just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I didn't, (laughs) you know, like I didn't even think twice about it. I was just like, whatever. But um, how did, what did you think of the movie? I liked it. There was something, I, I think it's just like, it was a feel good nineties movie. Very predictable. Yeah. Um, nothing groundbreaking in terms of like movie making or anything. The story was, it's a, I thought it was funny that you brought up Mary Poppins cause it's basically Mary Poppins with drag queens. And <laughs> yeah, I thought of that this morning. True. I was like, this is basically Mary Poppins. And so I thought it was funny that you brought up Julie Andrews and, um, so yeah, I thought it was, it was, it was really good. It's, it's pretty lighthearted. There's some stuff in it that I didn't really care for and I wished, and it felt very nineties to me. Like there's an abusive husband. I didn't care to watch yeah. that storyline. I wish that they would have maybe changed it a little bit. Um, well, they didn't even need it. Yeah. They didn't really need it in the, in the movie. Like it wasn't, yeah, you could have written that out or had something different happen and that would have been, mm-hmm. you know, like, so she so Stockard Channing's character, um, she could have like just been like a single mother and just had the two girls raising and ma- like raising the two you know yeah. the two daughters and then been like you know you're a queen or whatever you can do what you want and 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 but no they decided to have her have this like horrible abusive husband so yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't like that storyline and <clears throat> I will talk more about it as it goes on but yeah I thought I thought it was really fun it was. It was just, it was, I felt like if you wanted to watch a 90s movie that was predictable but fun and had fun characters and a, and a good message, watch it. It's, you know, everybody does a really good yeah. job. All the actors do a really good job. And uh, I had some issues yeah. with the ending that we'll get to, but the movie was, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Good, me too. <laughs> I just finished it. Like... Probably, what, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 minutes ago. So I just watched it because I couldn't watch it last night. I was watching Once Upon a Time, and I was getting more into it than I thought I would because I had seen that show before, and it's not very good. (laughs) But I really like Colin O'Donoghue, so I wanted to watch it for that. And I was, like, watching the show, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's so sexual in the show. I was like, (laughs) like... Everything he does is so, like, Im- implicating, so, like, something. And I was just like, I'm kind of digging this right now. <laughs> is that something so... you didn't pick up on when you watched it the first time? I think I did, but I don't think I remembered just how bad it was. Because I'm, like, watching the show and I'm like, is this for kids? Because it's about fairy tales, so... I remember one time like, you watch. told me... <laughs> You told me the plot of that show, and I, I think I got progressively more disgusted the more you told me the plot of it. <laughs> so. But when was the first time you saw Tu Wong Fu? Uh, the first time I was probably about 15. Okay. So, like, yeah. So mid, mid-teens, and then I loved it, and um, I knew about Patrick Swayze because of Dirty Dancing. Oh, yes. And yeah. Ghost. Yeah. I never saw yeah. Ghost. So, oh, Ghost is, um, 
It's. I think that there. It has a big fan. A, a big fandom. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly love it. I would say. Um. I don't. I don't think it's like. I. If someone wanted to watch it, I would watch it with them, but I would not seek it out by myself. That's how I say. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. So. I yeah. thought it was interesting to see um, Wesley Snipes as a drag queen because my, my, in my mind, yeah. he's always like a tough character. So I, I thought it was, it was fun oh, to see totally him. Oh, he totally is. Yeah. It, it was fun to see him as a drag queen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's always like, like, because he's like, this such a big and burly guy. And I mean, and they were all like very muscular men. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, uh, no, I agree. It's definitely interesting to see him in, in such a feminine role. Um, but I really liked it. I really yeah. liked seeing him in that role. I really liked them. Yeah. And I love John. I Lincoln's thought the casting album, so. was, it was good. Yeah. I oh too. yeah. He's great. Yeah. Chi Chi. Yeah. He's Chi Chi. <laughs> I um, um there was something that I noticed at the beginning when I started it on Netflix it had the rating come up on the top corner and it said rated PG thirteen for depictions of men in drag and there was a couple other things and I thought that was interesting that in the nineties men in drag um affected the rating, which I don't think would yeah. happen now. Yeah, and I was th- at first. I, I was like, I can't believe they still know. have that. But then I thought, well, Netflix is just a service that streams the movie. They're not the rating company. They don't change ratings, right? And so the MPAA no. is the one who gave it that rating. And one of the reasons is because they're men in drag. And I thought that was really kind of like a a sign of the times that it was made. Oh, for sure. You know, so so the I feel like the movie doesn't really start until. Um, that cop pulls them over, you know, mm-hmm. like it really start, like the story really starts rolling. Then, uh, first of all, I totally forgot that Robin Williams was in this movie. I didn't. I had no um, idea he was him. in it. He's yeah. great. He's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so great. A small cameo. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then so when then they got pulled over by that cop who, what the fuck? That guy was super creepy. Like, yeah, that was a weird scene. Cool. That scene. That scene really put a damper on the movie for me for a minute, because I was like, I was along for the ride, and I was really enjoying like the lightheartedness of it up until that point. Like Patrick Swayze and um, Wesley Snipes sort of take John Leguizamo. So Patrick Swayze's name is Vita. Wesley Snipes is Noxzema, which made me laugh. <laughs> Noxzema. Noxzema. And then John Leguizamo. Is, is my life like a Noxzema commercial <laughs> or what? <laughs> and then Miss Chi-Chi, and they sort of take it, they win this beauty contest, and they take West or chi sorry, Vita and Noxzema. Noxzema and Vita win, win. They win a beauty yeah. contest, and they get a trip to um, California to compete in, like, the Miss world drag queen competition so they take John Leguizamo Miss Chi Chi under their wing and I was just like this is fun I'm having fun and then the cop pulls him over and he forces and listen I'm I was confused through a lot of the movie on whether or not people knew they were men they were drag queens or if people thought they were women because 
as the viewer, we know that they're drag queens. And I wasn't sure if we were supposed to think everyone thinks they're women or people know who they are. And so at first I thought, well, the cop can probably see that they're drag queens, but he didn't. He had no idea. No. And he was intent yeah. on raping no. Patrick Swayze's character, so he took her out of the car. <sighs> so crazy. And that was a weird Ugh. scene. Like, he, it was just so dirty. He, like tried to rough her up and he put his hand under her skirt and then that's when he found out that he had a penis. Yeah. And then I, and then the cop, right. like Patrick Swayze pushes him away and I thought, what is, what is this movie turning into? And then he's suddenly dead or they thought he was dead. Yeah. That I was like, okay, first of all, all you did was push him. If you yeah. die from that, then that's not your issue. That's like, his own issue. Right. Like his own body just went out on him. That's not like they didn't kill him. Exactly. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and also he like was supposed to be the villain, but he didn't really necessarily need to be in the movie because he didn't make a big enough impact to change the story. Yeah. And like, the, the villain was, I mean, not really. The villain was more the husband and the like, <clears throat> immature young boys of the town, you know. Yeah, okay. And, and the so town was kind of villain of... because it was so sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The women were like all super accepting though and I loved that. Yeah. Um but yeah, that like gang of boys and like like they had like corralled Chi-Chi off the road into yeah. that one area. And they were going to rape I was her, like, I guess. Is this like yeah, like, I was like, is this, like, a gang rape type thing? Like, what I the think fuck? So. This is so fucked up. Really uh, weird. So... <sighs> there were those small little well, moments and also... I thought were really strange. Yeah. Well, and also, like, that didn't necessarily need to happen either, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of implying that there's all of these, like, really bad men out there who are just, like, think it's okay to sexually assault women. And I'm like, what the hell is happening with this movie? Um, yeah. Because I, I didn't think that was necessarily a, uh, it, like, that didn't necessarily need to be in the film either. I think that sort of you dated, that, that made the movie feel a little bit dated to me. Because yeah. I thought, I just, I, I thought that they, they go to this, po they get stuck in this podunk town because on their way to California, their car breaks down. And so they get stuck mm -hmm. in the saddest, most depressing little town. Like, none of the buildings are painted. They're all, it's, like, dusty and old. And everybody there dresses like they're from the 1930s. And everyone's yeah. named, like... Like, like Depression-era dressing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just such a sad place. And everyone's sort of repressed. And they have these group, this gang of boys, who's maybe, like, four or five boys, teenage boys, who are gonna attempt to rape Miss Chi Chi because they, they think she well I'm assuming see this is another thing I was confused by I, I didn't understand at first if everyone in the town thought they were women or knew that they were drag queens and it, as you watch it you learn that they like um Sagar Channing's character knew all along because she saw Patrick Swayze's Adam's right. apple but it kind of seems like other people in the town didn't know and like <laughs> Jason London's character was like in love with Miss Chi Chi, but he thought she was a woman and he didn't know when it came to light that Miss Chi Chi was a drag queen, you know, so I was, I was a little bit confused 
why this group of teenage boys were going to rape her unless they... I don't... I have no idea. It was a really weird and awkward scene. And I thought it was weird that she couldn't, like, stand <clears throat> up for herself among them. Yeah, well, I think it was it was a scary situation. I think that you can't, like... You can't, like, judge someone's reaction to how they'd be in that situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Just because it's just, like... It's... I mean, like... Thankfully, it's a very rare situation. Um, I personally think that people probably thought that Noxima and Vita were were men just as women, but Miss Chichi was a woman. Okay. That's my theory. Okay. Um, just because I think John Leguizamo has a slighter frame and he's he's a little he's a little touch more feminine than they are. Um, not a lot. I think they're very feminine, but I thought that they were like, to me, he was just like, he, he just kind of had, he had like it, like mm-hmm. that it factor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, where especially I didn't feel like Noxima really had that. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like Vita kind of did, but, um, yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know. I know that there was. When they're pulling off to go to that hotel, they, Vita says something about how, like, she doesn't want to go in because, you know, people are going to judge her. And, yeah. um, so there's clearly, like, I think that it's, it's clear that people can obviously tell that they're, they're not like biologically women. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, see, I was wondering if they were just—they were trying to make this town seem so off the map that even they didn't know, like they would be right. I guess not fooled. Maybe fooled is the right word, but they would just think that they were women. And I thought that that was—I right. I just found that aspect of it to be confusing. But something about this movie that I, I thought was really well done, and for the time that it was made, I think probably even more well done. And I think the word is exposition. I thought it had a really, really good exposition. And, and, um, an example of that is like in Jurassic park, when they teach you about DNA, you're learning about DNA, but you don't even realize Mm -hmm. it with that little cartoon guy on the ride that they're on, you know? Oh yeah. yeah, And this movie did a really good job when they were, so they took Miss Chi Chi under their wing and they're in the car and he's saying he's a drag queen and they're like, no, you're not a drag queen yet. You're a Latin boy in a dress. And then um, right. Wesley Snipes, Noxima, she tells him, this is this is the level. Like he, she clearly defines, she explains what transgender, transvestite, and drag queen is by telling him, you know, like, yeah. if you're this, then you're this. If you're this, then you're this. And then they sort of tell her, they tell Miss Chi-Chi, like, you have to work your way to become a drag queen. And I just thought that scene was so well done. It was so natural. And whoever watched the movie now, and even in 1995 when it came out, they would learn the difference between these people's choices, these, you know, people's choices, transgender, transvestite, drag queen. They would learn that in such an easy-to-swallow version, you know? Like, oh, now I know the difference, so I won't offend people by presuming or being, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think it's, um, I think it's important to have that distinct distinction too, because there are people who uh, were, you know, born 
biologically biologically female and you want to become male or biologically male and they want to become female and that is it's important to have that distinction and be able to clarify it so that people can understand like so pe- people who aren't familiar with that world can you know take all that information in and be like oh okay now i see how things are mm-hmm. and i will not you know call someone by the wrong name or whatever it's um i think it's always important to to ask as far as like preferred pronouns go you know mm-hmm. um because while they wanted to be referred to as she someone who else is you know, drag queen might not have that preferred pronoun of she, you mm-hmm. know? So, and, and I think it, it's as as far as that movie goes and from when it was made, I think it's, it's pretty progressive as yeah. far as a film I, goes from the 90s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, and uh, like, I mean, 90s, I think we're, we're so afraid of men exploring their sexuality out of anything outside of the norm or what's considered the norm, which Mm -hmm. the norm isn't the norm anymore. It's constantly changing, you know? So (laughs) it's like, it's just, it's nice to see that representation. And I fucking love Patrick Swayze so much. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big Swayze fan. Um, but I was like watching the end of the movie and I was like, oh my God, I miss him so much. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, <laughs> so yeah. Um, but anyway, what were you saying? No, it's just, I really like that about the movie because I, I think even nowadays, sometimes I get a little nervous because um, I'm not, I'm not always sure how to address somebody and I don't want to offend anybody. And so I just, I think that, like you said, that movie was very progressive because it was teaching people and people didn't even realize they were being taught, you know? Um, right. So exactly. I, I yeah. think that, that that was a very important part of the movie and I'm really glad that they had it in. And I think that the movie just it had a, a really good social commentary as well. Like they, so Vita's character is driving and she drives them through her old hometown where she grew up. And oh, yeah, yeah. that part was really sad, really sad to me. Like it, cause it she, was. she drives them, she drives them in front of her old house, which is like a mansion. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you're, you're wealthy. And she's like, no, my parents are wealthy. And then her mom opens the door and steps out to see who stopped in front of the house and Vita waves. And she just goes back inside. And that was so heartbreaking. Like, I know, just, I think that this movie did a really good job showing um, yeah, we're here now, but we had to come a long way to get here. And I think your right, comment right. about them being afraid to get, like, they drove for hours the first day because they were afraid to go to a hotel because they were afraid that people were going to be cruel mm-hmm. to them. And it, I laughed right. out loud when um when the guy met them at the hotel, when they finally went to a hotel, and he was like, I'm sorry, I should have greeted you outside and said, welcome, you'll find your friends inside. And they were like, my, our friends? And it was like a woman's basketball convention. <laughs> I know, I love that. <laughs> so I thought that was really, like a nice... That was so great. That was a nice lighthearted way to ease the tension of them being afraid to go in, you know? 
Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I like I, all of the women in the basketball team. Did you all notice that they were wearing like shades of beige? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they weren't very colorful. <laughs> like they were they all like dressed the same. Yeah, they weren't colorful no, like no, the not at all. like the three main characters were. Yeah. Yeah. It was like pastel and beige, and like that was it. <laughs> I, yeah. I really like No, that. I like that and I like and then they're all like these big, tall, like beautiful basketball players and like I it's just it's perfect. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it no, was that a good was way funny. To ease I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Big time. So this little town that's in the middle of nowhere, um, first of all, my first thought was, Wow, what a depressing place to live. I know. I can't <laughs> like, even everyone knows everyone i mean there's maybe like what 200 people that live in this town maybe maybe like yeah yeah if that like it was so small everyone knows each other's business uh i i can't even i can't even imagine that i mean i've always lived in or near a city so to me like i'm a city girl you know yeah um i would never i would never go if that were a choice in my life to be like, hey, we're going to move to this tiny town in the middle of nowhere. I'd be like, hell no. <laughs> like, right. hell no. I don't want to live out in the country in like the boonies. Like, no thanks, you know? So, um, obviously everyone has a different choice and where they like to live and that's totally fine. It's just, that's not mine, <laughs> personally. Yeah, well, but, that's one of the things I... I didn't like about the town was just that it just looked so sad. Like it didn't even look, it looked like a ghost town, literally. Like none of the buildings looked like they were kept up. And I didn't understand. I just, I didn't get it. I didn't understand why the homes and buildings were so down, like broken down and not painted. And there was like, the street was dirt street, you know? And it just, it was, yeah. It was really sad. It made it me sad. It was weird, yeah. <laughs> it did, yeah. And, you know, it's like a fresh coat of paint on all of these buildings, which really wouldn't take that long because there's only, like, what, seven buildings or something in the entire, like, town? Yeah. You know? Like, would make a huge difference, but it doesn't seem like anyone's going to do it because you're right. All of them look like it looks like a ghost town. Like, yeah. if I went through there, I'd be, like, really creeped out, <laughs> you yeah. know? And so, so I think it's, so they get stuck in this town because they, uh, they, their car breaks down and the guy has to order a, a part and they're staying with him and his wife and he's abusive to his wife. And I just hate that storyline. I hate it. I hate watching, I mean, nobody probably likes watching abusive husbands, but I, I just, I didn't enjoy that at all. I I don't like watching women afraid of their husbands. I don't like watching husbands beat up their wives. No. And at the end of the movie, I was really disappointed because when they all stood up to the sheriff who finally found out that they were in the town and the whole town like stood up to the sheriff to defend the drag queens, her husband was with the sheriff and her and him like just looked at each other and smiled. And I thought, no. And he walked away. So I assume, I don't know what the smile means. But I was really mad that this woman had to have the shit beat out of her, probably for her whole marriage, probably at least, I don't know, 16 years. And that was the vindication she got. They smiled at each other and he walked away. 
She should have shot him in the head. Yeah. I mean, that's really, I'm sorry, that's really <laughs> violent. I, I don't think she no. should have murdered him. But, like, she, like I said, she got the shit beat out of her for her whole marriage. And sorry, I was really that's, mad. That's funny. I don't think she should have murdered <laughs> she him. She should have shot him in the head. I just, I was, I was really no, upset. I... And I thought, this doesn't feel like a happy ending for that. There's no vindication. Like, he, I'm not saying he needs to get, I'm not saying, like, it should be a revenge movie, but... I don't think he should have just been like, huh, I was, I, I guess the smile was supposed to in, infer that he's like, I know I was wrong. And that's not, I don't like it. I didn't like any aspect of it. And I wish that it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> no, I agree with you. And also like, I don't think abusers think that way. No. I don't think that they're like, oh, I'm wrong. Exactly. What I'm doing is wrong. They're like, no, I'm the right one. And everyone else is wrong. And they're like, you know, uh, my wife, like, okay, so when she's cooking that meal, she's cooking the super stew or whatever, um, and Vita puts spices in there, mm-hmm. like, first of all, spicing your food is the spice of life. You should always <laughs> spice your food because it makes it super delicious, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not, you are truly not living, <laughs> like I yes. can tell you. Um, I can And I was like, yes, put those, <laughs> like, I was like, put those spices in there, you know? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then... When Starcard Channing's character starts freaking out and she's like, oh, he doesn't like spices. I was just like, I was like offended. I'm like, what kind of person doesn't like spices? Like, oh, okay. All right. Like your dull ass taste buds. Like don't, then, don't get too well, exciting or interesting with your food. Like try not. Like, just whatever. And then and he then comes. The real fit over yeah, it, too. He, he tasted it, and he's like, you put spices in here, didn't you? And I was like, what is this, Emerald Agassi? He can taste, like, the tiny <laughs> pinch of spices that Patrick Swayze put in there. Yeah. Like, and he put in paprika, which isn't even, like, it's a mild spice anyway. And It's so much. <laughs> barely taste paprika yeah, like and, I put paprika and stuff all the time and he's like <laughs> it's still too spicy and I was like oh my gosh this oh character God. is the worst Lord. and and then he threw the soup at her and I just uh, he was such a jerk I wish he wasn't in it I just That's such I an asshole I didn't like that that storyline his storyline I didn't like but I liked that Stockard Channing sort of like woke up and you know, like her and Patrick Swayze, her and Vita had like a connection. I liked that a lot. So I'm glad yeah. her character was in it. And yeah. she needed to have like a catalyst for like sort of waking up. But I wish that it hadn't been right. the abusive husband story is all. Well, and I like too that she like knew how to fix cars. Yeah. And she was like, I can get you on the road. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. I was like, she's totally capable of of taking care of herself she does not need her shitty husband yeah. you know she's an awesome woman and um like and I, I but I agree with you I think that there should have been more vindication as far as Carol Ann as Stockard Channing's character's yes, name Carol Ann. um and yeah and Virgil who's her husband mm-hmm. yeah but um but there really wasn't and it was kind of disappointing because you you I was I was kind of hoping the shitty cop and him would like fall in love. Yeah, well, when the <laughs> shitty cop was like sitting in the bar, he was sitting at a bar and he was sort of musing to no one in particular about how offended he was at drag queens and gay men. 
And he was sort of yeah. saying their stubbly beards rubbing against each other, their big muscly bodies. And then he sort of like got kind of whims, like kind of wistful. And I thought, oh, is he realizing that he might be gay in that scene? Yeah. And then nothing ever came of that. So I wasn't sure what that, but I thought maybe that scene he was sort of thinking, you know, maybe I'd like to fall in love with a man. But that never played out. It was just like one singular <laughs> scene. Did you ever see Corky Romano? No. With, um, um, uh, what's Chris his name? Chris Catan. Yeah, yeah, Chris Catan. Um, so that actor that plays the death or the sheriff is in it, and he plays a character that is gay, but like refusing to acknowledge that he's gay. Oh, so really? I was like, huh, there's some parallels here. Yeah. Yeah, I that that's Chris funny. Penn. I think that's Sean oh, Penn's brother, right? Or is he the one? Um, let me see. Or wait, maybe I'm thinking of. I think that was him in it. That was that was gay, but let's see. Um, yeah, he's related to Sean Penn. Oh well, then he just fits in that piece of shit, just real easy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the whole Penn family are just a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Because you know how I feel about Sean Penn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Noxima, Wesley Snipes' character, Noxima, be, sort of befriends this old woman in the town who everyone thinks is blind and deaf. And people just kind of, like, leave her yeah, to her business. Yeah. And he he finds out that she's, like, she used to be part of old Hollywood or she loves old Hollywood things. And I was, I was like, thinking, is she going to end up being Julie Newmar? Like, that's what I thought the twist was going to be. Like, she's Julie Newmar, um, <laughs> retired in a very small podunk city, but nobody in the town knows what she used to be. But that wasn't the case. She just ended up being, like, a woman who was part of Hollywood, and she sort of came alive when he started talking to her. Yeah, and I thought that storyline yeah, liked... was so cute. I think so, too. Um, it reminds me of, like, us <laughs> in general. Like, it's, like... Like, not that we're quiet, but it's, like, we come alive when people start talking about movies. We're like, oh, my God, I love oh, yeah. movies. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. You what know? time, when I was working at the theater, I remember when I gave myself permission to not be a music person because everybody at the theater was, like, very into music, like, deep cuts, like, bands that most people hadn't heard of, the cool people at the theater, at least. And I was like, I just really wanted to, I really wanted to have that fine knowledge of music and I just could never achieve it. And then one day somebody said, somebody I worked mm -hmm. with, we got along really well and we were talking about movies. We were just really talking about movies the way me and you do. Not as fun. Just, you know. But, Obviously. <laughs> you know, just talking about movies. I mean, they're and not she famous said, like we she are. She said, you know. <laughs> right. Exactly. And she said, do you know such and such music artist? And I said, no, I, I don't think I do. And she goes, oh, you're, you're more into movies than music. And I was like, yes, I am more into <laughs> movies than music. <laughs> and that's when I realized that I didn't have to know all these deep cuts because I love movies, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it freed me. It set me that free. She was like Mary Poppins. Free, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. No, I am. Um... So, yeah, I, I liked when he was sitting with her on the porch and she was, like, talking old movie titles with him. <laughs> like, yeah. remember when I was telling you about how I was talking to a friend and I was talking about all these different directors and she's like, are you looking these people up or do you know their names? And I was like, 
I know their names. And she's like, how do you know all these names? And I'm like, because I really like movies. Like, I don't know, like, what, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like my, you know, I mean, uh, this is our passion project, you know? So, um, it's, it's, (laughs) like, I just... I'm, I think I'm the same way where I always wanted to be like really into music and I like music. I, I like a lot of different artists, but I've never been so into it that I'm like, like when someone's like, what album do you like? I'm like, I don't fucking know any of their albums. Like, you know, like if you're going to ask me like what yeah. Beatles album oh, you like, yeah. I'll be like, okay, I like Revolver or I like the White Album. You know what I mean? But but only because mm-hmm. it's been just like drilled in my yeah, mind. Yeah, I definitely love music. Yeah, yeah, and but but movies are a whole different. Like, like you can talk to me about movies all day long, and I would never get tired of it. You know, and yeah, so yeah, right, exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think it's just it's just learning what kind of per like what your passion is. Mm-hmm. Like some people's passion is music, and I think that's awesome, and I love it when people are like expert. I love people who are experts at anything, you know, but you have to find what you're an expert at because you can't be somebody else's expertise. You know what I mean? So it's just really fun to learn what you're passionate about and, and talk about. Yeah. And I think it's, it's hard to like, it's hard to fake a passion if you're just not feeling it. You know what I mean? If you're like, Oh, I want to fit in and I want to be like, but it's like, but the reality of it is, is that it's like, sure, I like music and I enjoy music um, because, like, most people do, but I certainly don't, you know, like, that's it. That's, and yeah, no, I, I, I get what you mean, yeah. Um, I like that, too. I like when people tell me these, like, little fun facts that I, like, didn't know, you know? And, um, <laughs> like, yeah. last night I was talking to someone about Errol Flynn, because I had watched that or I'd listened to that episode of the the dollop about him, you know, and I was like, dude, he was a super oh, bad yeah, guy. Crazy. Yeah. And that, and they were like, I had no yeah. idea. And I was like, well, let me tell you all about how Errol Flynn was a giant piece of shit. Like, <laughs> you know, and uh, and mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's just like these are the little fun facts that I remember. And of course, I remember that Errol Flynn was a piece of shit because he was a huge movie star. And, you know. But, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an Errol Flynn movie, though, I gotta say. I don't think I have like, either. Yeah. I but don't know. In, I, mean, I liked I liked in this movie when he went to her house, and her house was full of, like, old Hollywood memorabilia. It's like, old Hollywood is so Yeah, yeah, next scene left, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, just, yeah, I really liked I agree. that. Yeah, and at the end, she, uh, Clara, that's the, the older lady's name, Mm-hmm. Gave Naxima the the note to send to Robert Robert Mitchum. <laughs> that was yeah. cute. Yeah. Was oh, cute. the I think for people who maybe haven't watched the movie, um, the title I think is kind of the title is kind of like nonsense at first. That's what I thought uh-huh. when when you suggested the movie and when my friend in fourth grade talked about it. It's kind of like a nonsense title, and uh-huh. um, and it's. I liked how the title came to be. So the three drag queens were sitting in New York at like this booth and at this table with um, pictures on the wall of all kinds of signed old black and white signed pictures from famous people. And Julie Newmar wasn't like 
an old screen starlet, basically, and she had signed it to Wang Fu, someone named Wang Fu, thanks for everything, signed mm -hmm. Julie Newmar. And so Patrick Swayze took that as a sign, and he stole the picture, and then they took it with them across the country. <laughs> so that's where the title came from. Because recently, this the title of this movie was so bonkers that it made me think of something. So recently, Mike um, was telling me that Disney Plus had a movie called The Journey of Natty Gan. Have you ever heard of that movie? Uh-huh. And I'd never no. watched it. Oh, you haven't? Okay. Well, I'd never watched it. It's a kid's no, movie. No, no, I haven't. And Okay. I, I had, Wait, is I it a recent movie? No, it was made in the 80s. Is it, is... Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I remember, like... Natty Gan? I had heard, I had heard the title as a kid, but the, the title was, like, nonsense to me. You know? Like, Natty yeah. Gan? I don't know what this is. The movie's really fun. I recommend it. It's a kid's movie, but it's got a very young John Cusack in it. It's got some good dog acting and it's just, I don't know, it's really fun. So I'd recommend it. But this movie has a nonsense title like that to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmar. Like, you know what I mean? And I thought that was interesting right, that within right. the span of like, within the span of like two weeks, I've seen these two movies that I always sort of in the back of my mind had like nonsense titles. Yeah. No, I mean, I could definitely see it being a nonsense title, but it does, like, it, well, then you find out. You're like, oh, yeah. well, that's why it's yep. named that. That makes sense, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so that's fun. No, it's it definitely, yeah, Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. <laughs> um, man, I just love this movie. I think it's so good. And I was a little nervous going into it because um, <clears throat> the last time I'd seen it was probably, like, 10 years ago. So I was like... I don't know how I'm going to feel about this movie. I remember really liking it the first time I saw it. Um, but I have to say, I I really enjoyed it, watching it again. Yeah. It made me it made me happy. It made me feel good. And I actually think I liked it more now that I'm a little older and I can kind of appreciate things a little bit more than I had when I was younger. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought it, yeah. it was really fun. It was pretty feel-good. And I liked how they sort of came into the town and they improved the women, like the women's lives. And they, like the group of yeah. teenage boys that were going to rape Miss Chi-Chi, they turned, um, Noxima's character sort of turned them around. He grabbed Michael Vartan by the crotch and forced him to like say good afternoon ladies and be like a gentleman to yeah. women. And so they sort of, they marry Poppins to the town basically. Yeah. The only I thing is, how I many felt. Other, I wonder how many other, um, like if these boys were so okay attacking a random stranger that came into their town, how were they going to be around other people in their town? Like, what about what was her name, Bobby Lee or whatever? The yeah. Girl. Um. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Lee was the girl. Yeah, Bobby Lee. Yeah. Um. Like. I don't know. Like, I know that they're like, oh, they, you know, Anaxima changed them, you know, turned them around, made them new men. And I'm like, did she, though? Because... No, I thought that, too. I thought that... They were, the, like, way too comfortable putting Chi-Chi into this situation. Like, the super yeah. dangerous, scary situation. And like, <laughs> that's another thing about, like, the, the quote-unquote <laughs> happy ending that didn't sit very well with me. Just that all these people right. still have to stay in this disgusting sad town like the town i know look any nicer and also like 
I don't know what happened with Stalker Chan and your husband. I assume they're separated, but I don't know. And these five boys who were totally up for gang raping a woman yeah. are still, like, they all they did was, like, get talked at once and put on clean shirts and do their hair, you know? So yeah, I, no, I don't that know. doesn't. That doesn't stop from someone from being a rapist. <laughs> like, right. I mean, really, you know? Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And that part was really not necessary to the plot because why? Why have it in there? You know, like, wh- yeah, why? Yeah, I think that they, there was, there was, it's dangerous because on one hand they could make one of those guys try to seduce Miss Chi-Chi and then find out she's, a man she has man parts you know and get disgusted and then they're a jerk in that way or they make them almost rape her and they're jerks in that way so i just just cut everything you know don't don't have that happen i guess i don't know you know i mean it's like when we talked about in the gentleman when they had that one scene and we were like what why why have that scene in there there's no reason to have it in there you know like you don't need uh, like Henry Golding to play a total creepy rapist. Like, there's no reason for it to be in there because it doesn't have anything to do with the actual whole plot. You know? Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's a scene to make you uncomfortable, but it's not. It's there are ways to make you uncomfortable without doing stuff like that, and with it with it making sense to the plot too. You know? Yeah, it's like if they're exactly. if that's what they're trying to do, it's like. What the fuck? I just, yeah, I I agree with that. I was like eh, that whole scene. I was just like, I know, I knew nothing bad was gonna happen because I had seen the movie before. But I was still like, shit, I don't even remember this part. I was like, oh my god, you know, like what the, yeah, not cool. I was really man. scared that they were they were gonna get pretty far and find out she had she was a man, and yeah, and then it was gonna I mean, get ugly. But it didn't. Like, thank God Bobby Ray was there to, like, randomly yeah. just be there. Like, what, was he stalking her or something? Why was he just yeah, there? Yeah, I don't know. You know. He just showed up. But then later, he walked her. He took her on this romantic walk, and they walked by a billboard that he, like, it said, gotta love that Coke. And it was a Coca-Cola ad, and he crossed out Coke and put Chi-Chi. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I guess he was following her, maybe, to take her on that romantic walk, I guess. Maybe. I mean, it seemed to me like, it seemed to me like the kids in this town have likely never been out of the town, if they've even yeah, been out of the time. state. And, um, and maybe to them, especially Bobby Lee, or no, sorry, especially Bobby Ray, um, Jason London's character, is that maybe like, you know, Chi Chi's like this young, glamorous, uh, you know, little, little fun mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and, and he he's called like, her exotic. <laughs> different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, and there's, it's not like, like, all the people in this town are white people. So, it, a Hispanic woman comes into town, and, and yeah. a black woman, and everyone's just, like, up in arms over it. And because the, that's all they've seen is this, like, homogenous culture of just, like, all a bunch of white people that they've known their entire lives. And yeah. I mean, that, and that's also why that town is just so depressing. It's like there's such a lack of diversity. Everyone knows each other. And yeah. everyone's beating but each there, other up. <laughs> like, there know? is a nice, there's a nice little subtle love story between Blythe Danner and the shopkeeper. 
the oh man. Oh my god, I love which that. Which I think is I really sweet. Was so yeah, cute. I really like it when he's he's giving her a ride and they hit a bump and she like slides closer to him, and I thought that was I really know. sweet. I like Blythe Danner a lot. I think, I think she just. I do too. She she's a very good actress, and I I like when they're all sitting around talking about this like strawberry festival. She says, "It's the annual strawberry festival. We're having it tomorrow. We all make strawberry pies." And we meet in the middle of town, and we eat the pies, and then we go home. And I just really loved how that was it. That was the festival. I know. I know. Oh, man. That, yeah. No, it's just how depressing. Just how depressing, you know? I know. It's such a sad movie. Uh, but I, I liked... I liked when they did the makeovers. They found the the like the nineteen sixties clothes in the back of the store, and uh, Wesley Snipes or Nagzima's character is like go- freaking out. She's like, "Oh my gosh, they're all for us!" And I thought that was really cute. It's just it's really it. fun. I think we've t- we've talked a lot about like the dark parts, but it's pretty lighthearted overall. There's just a few, it is pretty lighthearted. Yeah, you know, serious moments, um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to say, I think that one of my favorite parts is when the drag queens are, um, like, putting the, the, like, scarves and everything all over the room. It looks totally different, like, when yes. they're done, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I thought that was cute, mm-hmm. that they were like, no, 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 this isn't acceptable. If we have to be here for a couple of days, then we're going to make it our own. And I was like, yes, you know? And uh, <clears throat> it was it was great, you know? I mean, it's it's such a cute movie, and it's such a feel-good movie, except for those few scenes. But um, it really is a movie about, like, girl power and, like, you know, like, coming into your own and, and, and loving who you are and like, and, you know, and cause they were, they kept talking to Bobby Lee, the girl, wait, Bobby Lee. I keep getting confused. There's two names. There's two characters. Yeah, Bobby Ray Bobby, was Jason whatever. London and Bobby Lee was the girl. Yeah. yeah. The girl. Yeah. So they're talking to Bobby Lee or Vita's talking to Bobby Lee and she's like, just imagine what you want or just dream of what you want and you will get it. And then, and then she gets it. Yeah. But. Yeah, so now her, yeah. like, there's two, they're Bobby and Bobby, which is kind of an interesting coupling, yeah. Bobby Ray and Bobby Lee together. <laughs> the Bobbies, the Bobbies are yeah. together, yeah. It sounds like you would recommend the movie. I totally would recommend the movie, definitely. I, I think would. it's... I would as well. Yeah, it's very cute. I mean, it's such a, it's such a great cast. Like, um, oh, you want to talk about the end. The very end, the, is that what you mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, the, because, so, so, yeah, because, so, Noxima and Vita had both won a trip to Hollywood to take part of Miss Drag Queen of America pageant, but mm-hmm. then, for some reason, even though you're assuming that Chi-Chi was never put in as a contestant, Chi-Chi yeah. wins? Yeah, I didn't like, <laughs> like her for that. What? I thought... So, so at the very end, like the last shot is the, the, them announcing the winner of the competition. And I thought, uh oh, is it going to be another tie or something? Because, and I agreed. I thought the same thing. Like, I didn't know Miss Chi Chi was a contestant. I thought she was just going along with them so they could teach her how to become a, an official drag queen, you know? Right, and right. And then so, she won. Yeah, yeah I guess. Like, and I Julie mean, I, Newmar was I the one who put was... the crown on her head. So <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little too perfect. Yeah. Um, 
but like to me it it was it was kind of maybe this is showing Chi-Chi, you know, becoming like full drag queen or whatever, but it doesn't mm-hmm. you like you can't have them going to this contest because they're contestants, but this other person wins even though they're not a contestant. Like it doesn't that just Yeah. That's nonsense. It's just not it, it is nonsense and it's um it's bad um what's that um Oh lord, what's that word? Um continuity. It's bad yes, continuity. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so the movie is very um it's very 90s, I think. It's lighthearted, it's predictable. Very. It's not yeah, like super strong movie, but it's fun, I think. Yeah. It is. Yep. It's um it's definitely, it's, yeah, it's definitely fun. It's, I'd recommend it. It's a good, it's a good film for during quarantine when you're like, I have to get out. Like, you know, then you, you can kind of just put yourself in this movie and forget about the world for a little bit. Yeah. 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 Just enjoy. Yeah. And it's streaming on Netflix, so you can watch it easily if you Plus, have Netflix. Yeah. And I have to say that I love a makeover movie. <laughs> yeah, I do too. It's yeah, I agree. They're they're pretty they're fun. fun. They're pretty light. They're they're feel good. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, are they gonna have a montage? <gasps> but they didn't, and I was like a little sad. But yeah, oh, yeah. not every not every movie can have the the montage of people getting dressed and <laughs> all that stuff. In different outfits, um, yeah, yeah. But I just, I love how everyone at the end had these, like, be- like these huge red outfits. Everyone was dressed to the nines for this festival. And I just really like to think that the drag queens were the reason why everyone dressed up like that, you know? Like, yeah, that wasn't they, a normal they, thing. They yeah, encouraged but they wanted everybody to, like, to pump it up. Improve yeah. and, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I have to say, I... Did get a little teary at the end. <laughs> I got a little Aww. emotional at the end. <laughs> Big surprise coming for me. Um, in particular, when Carol Ann Stucker Channing's character is saying goodbye to Vita, and she's like, "It's good to have female friends," and, and Vita's yeah. like, "Well, I have to tell you something," and she's like, "No, it's cool. I know." And, and Vita's yeah. just like, "Oh." Like, you loved me and accepted me for who I am. Oh, and then I think it's important to talk about, too, is that Vita decided to go back to her parents' house and be like, you need to love me. You need to, you know, like, you don't have to approve of me, but you need to accept me. And this is mm-hmm. who I am. And I thought that was very strong, too. I um, agree. I liked that. Yeah. And encouraged her that to was be, so sweet. be confident in who she was. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's just, it's just a cute movie. Very fun, cute movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you, what would you give it out of 10? Uh, seven, probably. Same here. Yeah. 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 I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna Zumbo you in this one. <laughs> give a higher rating. <laughs> just to hear mine first, you can give a higher one. <laughs> Uh, we both watch a show called Zumbo's Just Desserts, and Zumbo always gives a higher rating than his co-star, Rachel Koo. She's like, oh, this is about his six. And he's like, he's like, well, 
oh, I give it a seven. <laughs> and I'm like, Timbo. <laughs> like, like, I love it. I just, I, I just think if Zumo's out there listening, I just think he really just wants I to be liked by people, and that's why yeah. he gives higher ratings. He's like, I, I just want people listens. to like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you watching? Because yeah. I can tell you're looking at the TV every now and then. <laughs> what are you watching? I'm watching Leon. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Oh, the Kevin Costner one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I've never seen that one. Yeah, with Alan Rickman. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. I mean, I've seen it before. Oh, is I'm he not, playing like, the sheriff of Nottingham? Right yeah. I'm not watching it fully right now, but I've seen it before, and it's good, yeah. Christian Slater is in it. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. should skip class and go see the new Christian Slater. <laughs> so, find us on Spotify. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> don't don't respond back to my Clueless reference. That's cool, whatever. Find I us am on hurt. Spotify. <laughs> SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Watchers of Movies. Yeah, yeah. And if and you have any suggestions, uh, it's Watchers of Movies at gmail.com. Or you can also DM us on Facebook. We also have that as well. Or Instagram. Yes. I'm pretty consistently on Instagram, so that's going to be your best bet. Um, and I also think that all my notifications are turned off for Facebook. So I would definitely go Instagram. Or if you have an email, which most people do, it's pretty easy to make one. Send us an email. <laughs> you know. Try yeah. to have it on Netflix and or Hulu, though. Yes, because yeah. we want to watch things that are streaming while everyone's stuck at home. And thanks to exactly. Mike Myers for the theme song. You can mm-hmm. find him on Twitter at thanks, the Mike Mike. Show 42 mm-hmm. yeah. And thanks for tuning in. That's it. <laughs> All right. Bye. Wait, I have to. Bye.